If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mac Performance Podcast should not solely be the source of information for your physical and mental health. You should consult a physician licensed in your location in all matters relating to your health. Welcome back to the Mac Performance Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Melissa MacDonald. And today we are whiplashing to a brand new topic that honestly, before interviewing this guest, I had never really taken it into consideration, which is postpartum healing. After you've had a child, what type of care actually goes to the individual that's given birth? Because there's a new human that has suddenly existed and they are getting doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment. But the bringer of new life, what care do they receive? And everything I've heard from new parents when it comes to this bundle of joy is that they're on their own. They should heal in six weeks. They'll follow up with their gynecologist, the doctor, and will get cleared for whatever they need to do and they can move on. And that's it. There's not a lot of blood work. There's just this expectation. You're going to be tired. You're going to be fatigued. Everyone does it. You're fine. But is it? That's the real question, which is why I have the fantastic guest, Dr. Angela Potter. She is a leading holistic doctor supporting new parents in their healing process after birth. After the birth of her first child, she came face to face with the hardships that other parents frequently experience after giving birth. She has since developed a postpartum wellness protocol that she uses with parents nationally. Dr. Potter has been interviewed from Healthline.com for postpartum specific articles. She's a nutritionist as well as a doctor. Her office is located in Portland, Oregon, where she lives with her husband and two toddlers. To find out more, you can always find her at her website, DrAngelaPotter.com. And can I say, I am so excited to have her on the podcast to talk about something because right now, all I can say is that after the 2020 pandemic, it seems like every single one of my friends or every single one of their friends is pregnant at this moment and about to go through a postpartum experience. So let's dive in and find out how you can best support yourself, best heal yourself, and get back to the activities you want to right now. (music) 
thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Dr. Mack. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. It is a like sopping wet day. I'm here in Portland, Oregon, and we are just getting drenched right now, but beautiful day. It is sunshiny and snowy here in Minnesota recording in January, but I think the topic we have today is something that individuals giving birth just do not have addressed prior. You have all the Lamas breathing, you have all the expectations of how your birth plan is going to be, and then you're sent home with a baby and said, you got this, champ, you can do this. So What are some of the biggest myths about healing after birth that women face today after labor and delivery? Yes, it's it's such an important topic. And I will say that that's exactly how I felt that when I was pregnant with my first baby, I didn't have any idea that I should even plan for postpartum. No one had even mentioned that it would be difficult. And so when I had my first baby, I felt like I was thrown into the deep end of a pool without knowing how to swim. And now since that time where of course I've worked really hard to get my own wellness back and that's what started my passion to help mothers. So it's been years now, or my son is four. So it's been a few years that I've been working with so many mothers and kind of unveiling these myths that we experience as the birthing mothers. And I would say number one, the biggest one is that the healing process takes place within that six weeks. And right now in our country, we have the one visit recommended at that six-week mark for women after birth. And that's our one postpartum visit that they're given. And for many women, sometimes women have different experiences with midwives or depending on where you are, but many women are giving birth in the hospital setting right now. And so they're going in to see their doctor and just getting that check mark for, okay, your body looks good. Typically pelvic exams aren't done. Some more investigating with lab work isn't done. It's just this idea of like, okay, you know, you're good for sex and exercise and good luck. And so we have this idea that, okay, if I get that check off from my doctor, then I should be fine. And so women move forward from that six week point thinking, well, this should be easy and my body should feel good at this point. When in reality, for so many women, it's not. Of course, some women do feel good at that point, And that's wonderful. And we celebrate that. But because as a culture, we don't hold space for women healing after birth. And we don't have these really beautiful postpartum healing practices and nourishment for the mother that many cultures around the world do and have had for a very long time, then women are left feeling feeling exhausted and stressed out and overwhelmed, which is so sad, right? Because you want to enjoy these sweet moments with your baby. And so that's a lot of the work that I do with the women that come into my practice is just talking about, because a lot of women come in at the five month mark or the 12 month mark, or even three years postpartum. And they're saying, what is happening? Why am I still having all this anxiety? Why am I still in this pain? And so we start off talking about how like we have to take away that idea that healing process takes place only within the first six weeks. Postpartum literally means after birth. So you were always postpartum, but we have to take away that idea that healing takes place just in that those first few weeks postpartum. 
I know right now there is a huge recognition within the mental health realm for postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and I never really considered the postpartum physical healing. So what type of nutrient deficiencies do individuals have after giving birth when it comes to supplements or diets or just overall physicality that they need to compensate for? Yes. So glad that you brought that up. This idea that postpartum depression and anxiety are often talked about a lot. And of course we need to, there's still a little bit of a stigma around it and we have to talk about it more. But yes, there is this idea that women only struggle with postpartum depression or anxiety after birth. When in reality, women are going through this amazing transformation. In fact, there's a term for it, matrescence, which means the coming into motherhood, regardless of with your first baby or your fifth baby, each birth brings this period of matrescence for a woman. And yes, it is physical. It is mental. It is emotional. It's all these different aspects. And so talking about nutrient deficiencies specifically, it's really important to for you as the mother to reach out to somebody to help you look at what nutrient deficiencies have come up since birth. During pregnancy, you're getting regular visits, regular checkups, right? By the end of pregnancy, you're going in usually once a week and you've had some lab work done during pregnancy. And even if you go into a bookstore, you will find a huge section of pregnancy nutrition, but you won't find much about postpartum. There's a handful of books out there about postpartum nutrition, right? And how to fuel your body for this healing process. And There is also no standard of care for lab work for new moms, which is a huge disservice because, so let's talk first about something like anemia, right? Low iron or B12. And that comes from fluid loss, from blood loss, right? Which of course the birth process, regardless if you've had a vaginal birth or a cesarean birth, you're losing a lot of fluids. And many women are left after a birth process where you know, you had huge blood loss and then doctors are not following up on that. And anemia can lead, the symptoms of anemia are anxiety, extreme fatigue, irritability. So we need to be checking on that for mothers to help them to see, first off, literally, do you have some lab work that's showing that you have some deficiencies? But also just this idea that you've gone through this amazing process and your body has changed so much during pregnancy, you are literally the vehicle for new life. And your body is expending nutrients onto this new life. And as you are coming out of that pregnancy time, And if you're breastfeeding, of course, you are still continually giving nutrients. And even if you're not breastfeeding, your body is going through this amazing healing. And so you need all of this extra nourishment and specific nutrition to support your body healing. Herbs and teas are wonderful to help a woman's body to replenish and which then, of course, directly helps with mood and physical healing. And so it's really important. That's where my passion is, is to remind women that there are these very wonderful nourishing things to support our bodies postpartum so we don't have to just feel like we're constantly depleted and just kind of dragging around during the day. So you said there are no 
standard. So I'm going to back up just a little bit because there was so much to tease out of that conversation. You said there's no standard blood work postpartum to help diagnose what's going on with this individual. What standard have you developed in your practice to help you suss out what's going on with your patients? Yes. So I've developed a postpartum wellness protocol. And within that, we do lab work. So I'll start out by looking at, of course, the blood work to see if anemia is present. I look at vitamin D. And vitamin D is, of course, important also for the baby, particularly if a woman is breastfeeding. You want to make sure the mother's stores are up so that it can be passed to the baby. And I'm also looking at hormone levels as well, particularly thyroid. It's estimated that 5 to 10% of women will develop postpartum thyroiditis within the first year postpartum. And so that's very important because again, there's no standard of care for testing. So many women are not getting tested for thyroid. And so I believe that that's a low statistic right? Because if we're not testing women, we don't actually know. And so it's only recommended that women get tested who have depression already or have had a thyroid issue in their family before. But again, the symptoms of low thyroid or even hyper hypothyroid, those are anxiety, fatigue, insomnia, all of these things that women are experiencing very, I'll say normally postpartum, right? So it's not always linked with improper functioning thyroid, but because those symptoms are so similar, we have to do that investigating to look at the thyroid. And so, and I do a comprehensive thyroid check. A lot of doctors will only test TSH, which is our main thyroid hormone. And if it's in that normal range, then they say, oh, you know, it's fine. But we have to look a little bit deeper, look at free T4, free T3. Thyroid antibodies is huge too, to see if there's an autoimmune condition of the thyroid. So we are definitely looking at that. And then also our stress hormone, cortisol plays a huge part. Wow, there is so much stress on us women, particularly in the early time of postpartum. And then if you're going back to work, maybe this is your third baby, you have other kids to take care of, particularly right now with this pandemic being isolated, there is so much stress. And so making sure that we check our stress hormone cortisol as well to see what that looks like during the day. And that's a really easy lab to test because it's salivary, you can do it at home, and it gives you this really nice curve to see what your cortisol's doing throughout the day and making sure that that's within normal range because that can lead to so much insomnia, stress, depression, just this constant feeling of not being able to handle things around you. And so... Yeah, those are some places that I'll start to investigate. So what I'm hearing is a lot of what you're checking are the things that through no fault of their own, they can't help their anxiety, their depression, their insomnia, their fatigue, their inability to lose weight because of the effects of thyroid hormone and cortisol on that. And just overall, all the things that people who have given birth are blamed for and should be able to handle back in the old day, you're saying that's not the case. It could simply be hormone imbalances and nutrient imbalances that are causing all the problems. Yes. 
Absolutely. And it's a huge disservice that our medical community is doing for these mothers, not taking that extra step to do that investigating or even offering more nutritional support, more guidance on how to put together a postpartum healing plan and support your body with rest. Even just that can do wonders for a woman and taking that stigma away of, right, like, oh, okay, here's your baby. Go ahead, live life. You can do this when you're not sleeping, your body's healing and you're feeling like you're just treading water. And so, yeah, it's really important to get some someone who is willing to do that extra work for you. When you say find someone who will do this for you, what type of provider, because I mean, you're located in Oregon and there are going Mm -hmm. to be individuals across the globe listening to this going, how do I find someone like you? Who do I need to look for to help me manage this? Or someone who is actively pregnant going, oh my gosh, in five months, I'm going to be facing this. Who do I need to line up to help me? Who are you recommending that people seek out if they aren't able to see you? Yes. So the first thing is to get some information, like from what I've just been talking about, different lab work to get tested, to talk with your birth provider, because the birth provider has been with you most likely throughout pregnancy. And so they are going to be the first one that you will want to talk with. And so asking for this extra lab work, this is not unusual lab work, right? To ask to check for anemia, to check for thyroid hormones. That is not unusual. So most providers will happily do that for you. Now I work with women nationwide. And so if you can get your lab work done at your provider, then you can reach out to me and we can work on natural hormone balance and helping to get your body replenished through natural supplements and nutrition and all of that. That's how you and I can work together. As a mother myself, I have two kids, they're two and four. And this is what I do in my practice is to support these women to feel that they're strong and balanced and empowered. And so you can work with your provider to get partway there. And then you can reach out to me and we can walk through the postpartum wellness protocol to get you to a place where you are feeling strong. Because if you are meeting anybody that is telling you the symptoms that you're experiencing are just the consequences of being a mother and what you just need to put up with because you've given birth. So now you are never going to be able to run without peeing. That is not okay. And there are so many answers for you in a variety of ways. And so I invite you to reach out to me so that we can talk through what would be the key steps for you in your healing process. I 100% agree with you that no, at no point should your body be betraying you in any way, shape, or form. And if a provider is dismissing you, guess what? You can fire that provider and find someone who is willing to work for you and for your body to get you back to the activities you want. Now, I know you mentioned teas, supplements, foods. I'm really interested in these teas. I've never, outside of Chinese medicine, which I've only experienced as a patient, I've never heard of another provider utilizing teas to help kind of manage some of the symptoms and treat some of the nutritional deficiencies. Can you kind of dive into that a little bit? Yes, of course, because this, I love, this is a juicy topic for me. (laughs) 
Um, because so again, as women who have gone through pregnancy and birth, right, we, we come out of that period pretty depleted and teas using medicinal strength teas is a beautiful way to be supporting your body to replenish, to help with hormone balance, to help with energy. And so I formulate teas here in my office and I use, I'll tell you that I use nettle most often. You may or may not be familiar with that. It's actually a really common herb in North America. Of course, most people are familiar with it as in it's the stinging nettle that will give you rashes if you are. I'm laughing because I actually tried to order nettle tea and I misordered and I ordered over a pound of dry leaf nettle tea. So I will be drinking nettle tea forever. (laughs) That's why I'm laughing. But no, I love nettle tea. It's delicious. Yes, it's wonderful. And so of course, once when you're drinking the tea, it's been tried, you are not getting any of the stinging part of it. People, you can eat nettle as well. You can cook with it. So there's no harm in the stinging part. But it's one of the most nutrient dense herbs that is around. And so I have mothers steep the tea for six to eight hours and a large amount of the tea. And we're adding other herbs as well. So I do have a tea that I sell on my website, which has the nettle and the red raspberry, but sometimes I'm formulating herbs specific for mothers and can steep this tea for a very long period of time and then drink it throughout the day. And it's different than just sitting and sipping on a cup of tea that you've recently brewed. But the mothers that drink this, they say to me like, wow, it's a simple thing that I'm able to do for myself. It feels like a nice act of self-care and I'm feeling different because one, it's a good form of hydration and then you're getting all of these extra nutrients and like red raspberry leaf that's been used for a long, long time during pregnancy to support the uterus. So I use it postpartum to help with the uterus to heal after birth. And it, we can use calming herbs as well, like calendula in there, because of course, all of this stress that we experience, right? We need something on board to help us to manage that stress. And so, yes, herbal teas are a wonderful way to be supporting this nourishment and this replenishment of your body postpartum. And I will say that it doesn't matter if you are three weeks postpartum or three years postpartum. If you are still struggling since birth, then you can get benefits from this. It's not like there is a timeline that says, oh, you've just crossed into this different aspect and this won't help you anymore. More often what I find is that when women are coming in say at three years postpartum, they we need to bring them back to support that we would have done if we were working together in those first few weeks postpartum. But they find that it's just so beneficial to be reminded that that they weren't given this beautiful and supportive care that most women would like postpartum. And so when we come back to that for a woman who's a few years postpartum, it's just, it's really, it's validating for what they're going through. It's encouraging to know that that there, there is support and that it's specific to what her body is going through at this time. So when it comes to the supports, I mean, it's sounding like 
with your experience, on average, are majority of your patients coming in months to years after birth or are you being able to get them right acutely postpartum? Who are you typically working with at this time? Yeah. So I would say it is a range. Some women are coming in when they're pregnant and we're doing some postpartum planning, which is really the perfect time to be doing it, of course, because you have like some energy, you're not in that sleep deprivation. um, So you can be making a postpartum plan. Some women are reaching out within that five week to the three month mark. A lot of women though are reaching out just after that three month mark, once they are back at work, or because that is a can be a really stressful transition for many women, or they're at eight months postpartum, 12 months postpartum, and they're just when they're realizing that the healing process is not fast. And they, how we started this conversation about how there's this idea in our culture that it only happened, the healing process only happens within the first six weeks. And so women move forward from that time, still struggling. And yet, of course, they're balancing so much. And so it sometimes takes, you know, a few more months to say like, hey, this is not right. Something needs to change. And so then that's when they reach out to me. And again, it's just that's so important to know that it's okay if you're still struggling months to years postpartum. Yeah, I don't think it's addressed that, hey, it's okay to not feel good. There's all this have a baby, glistening, glow, everything will be fine. Your body will just know what to do and it'll snap back. And I think that's horribly portrayed in the media and makes it so unattainable and can spiral people's mental health. And then physically, they're fighting their bodies instead of embracing their bodies. What are some of the big takeaways that you think would make a difference in someone who's listening to this? What is something a listener could take away from this right now and implement to just kind of start shifting their body back to a healthy place? Yes. So two things. One is to seek out some support from either your own doctor or myself to to help you navigate this time to evaluate for hormone imbalances or nutrient deficiencies. So that is the first thing. The second thing is to embrace what I mentioned very briefly a few minutes ago is this idea of matrescence and which is that transition into motherhood, which I find because we don't talk about that in our medical community, or even it's not a well-known term among mothers and families, but it literally means that transition into motherhood. And we can compare it to two other time periods in a person's life, adolescence and menopause. And those two times in a person's life are both very hormonally charged and somewhat pretty accepted in our culture, right? If you're a a parent of a child going into adolescence, then you will probably be planning, thinking, okay, my kid is going to go through a lot of mood swings and some anger and lots of physical changes, right? So how can I support them? Same thing with menopause, right? As women approach that time, then they know that they're going to have lots of hormonal mood swings, hot flashes, things like that. And so as their periods start to shift, right, they kind of, they start expecting that and planning for that. Well, matrescence is the same thing. It is an incredibly hormonally charged period. And 
it's years, right? Just like adolescence and menopause are. And it's a time when you need to give your body space and rest and just an extra space, I think is the term that Rest, right? Move through these mood swings to understand who you are as a mother to this baby. And often for many women, that can just be a light bulb moment to think like, oh, okay, that's what I'm going through. For myself, after the birth of my first baby, I went through lots of anxiety. I was struggling a lot with my own healing, which of course, what my passion to support mothers, but I didn't learn about the term atrescence until about a year postpartum. And that's, I was able to reflect on those first few months and think, oh yeah, that's what I was going through. And that was so, that was supportive because I am very supportive of using antidepressants during the postpartum time. For my own journey, it just didn't feel right. And then I realized it was because, well, I was going through that matrescence period. And that was, I was able to say, okay, that's why I was having all those ups and downs. And that's why what I was going through. And so it just, it helps to take the stress off your shoulders a little bit and give you a little bit of space to breathe. So I hope that does invoke some light into your life if you're listening to this. I think giving something a name, allowing something to be named and have an explanation versus just this unattainable, disregarded thing. I think just having that name for something is very powerful to someone who's going through it to go, no, I'm not alone. This happens to everyone in some way, shape or form. It's different, but everyone goes through this and it allows me to feel not alone. Because I, I think that's something with working with my patients that are coming recently postpartum. That's the biggest thing they complain about is feeling alone and not feeling supported and just feeling like they have to do everything and not being able to do it and then just crumpling under the pressure. So I think having a name for the transition from being a not mother, so a maiden to the mother, I think just having that word is just really going to be helpful for individuals. Yes. Yes. So Dr. Potter, I mean, you've been doing this for four years since you got your passion after having your first kiddo. What do you think has been the biggest surprise that you found along the way? I told you a little bit about how, yeah, having my son, I really struggled in that postpartum time and I was really blown away by how difficult it was. And as I moved forward from that time, I mean, it took me months, I would say close to a year to feel like my body was strong, my mood was stable. Yeah, it just... I was blown away. And so from that moment, that's when I started doing all this research about how to support mothers, how to surround mothers with just this really beautiful care. And at that point, I had gotten pregnant with my my second, my daughter. And so I put together this postpartum healing plan for myself because I was determined to not feel like how I had felt after the birth of my first. And so I put together this whole healing plan and it included, you know, nutrition and teas and steaming and and rest and all of this. And that postpartum experience was so different. I felt grounded. I felt just on top of it. I reached out earlier when I needed help and that it was wonderful. And 
that was the most surprising thing was that I thought, oh my goodness, if I had only had these resources after my first, like this is a possibility to have this really wonderful, strong, balanced postpartum healing process. And it's not talked about and yet it's a possibility. And so that's why I'm here talking with you, Dr. Mack, and with you listeners. And that is why I wanted you on this podcast to talk about and discuss the unspoken happenings of postpartum because everything gets devoted to the new shiny bright baby and not to the individual that brought them into this world. So I just mm-hmm. want to say thank you, Dr. Potter, for joining me today on the Mac Performance Podcast and bringing your phenomenal expertise. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Mac. It was wonderful to be here. Now, wasn't that just interesting? All the things that individuals who have given birth have been told to just tough it out might not be a tough it out situation. There are so many effects and nutrition depletions since essentially you built a human. You created a human and gave birth to it and your body is going to have to have some significant recovery time after that. So I think it's exciting that there are options to get a hold of Dr. Potter. She takes care of individuals across the country and helps you if you need to have a provider in your area get you on the road to recovery. I think this is fantastic beyond just building a birth plan for how you want that day to go. Build a recovery plan. How do you get back to your new normal? with your new bundle of joy. So I think this has been a fantastic informational episode about recovering from a time that maybe you don't have to tough it out. Now, for this week's gratitude review, we have a phenomenal five-star review from Promotion You, Dr. Heidi. And she titles it, Great Listen, and states... Dr. Mack has developed an awesome platform here. She's cultivated a collaborative and engaging environment for listeners to learn about all things performance and health. Such a blast and an awesome resource. Thank you, Dr. Heidi, from Promotion You, from writing that wonderful review. If you want to be the next review on the Mac Performance Podcast, please make sure you head over and drop us five stars at Apple. Link is in the bio. And here at the Mac Performance Podcast, we want you to remember that we are trying to get you better faster, keep you better longer, because no one has time to be sidelined. Be healthy, be happy. See you next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.